intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. I'm here right now next to me with Adam Peterson. Adam, what's going on, man? Not a lot. Right now we're uh, waiting for our beer to be, or our war to be made from uh, home brewing. Yeah, man. You've been, you have, you're passionate really about beer. Like, you know, I know people who, you know, who are like celebrities, like I was telling you before about like Steve Austin and Eric Bischoff. Everybody has their own beer thing. And, you know, you do this in your spare time. You do a lot of it. And congratulations. You won on the contest in a fair. Um, what is it? You came in third place for making beer. Um, what is it about beer that... You know, everybody has a passion. What is it about making beer that calms you? And are you an alcoholic, man? <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I do like drinking beer because obviously anybody that makes beer is going to have the, uh, I guess I would say, the appreciation for the beer itself and what actually goes into it. Now, you know, as as you're younger, you just want to drink to drink. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you kind of get a uh, a palate for different beers and then you start to get an appreciation for it. Um, yeah, back when I was younger, it was all just hey, let's drink to drink and have a party. Yeah. Now it's more about, well, what goes into making that beer and what makes that beer have that different flavor? And that's the interesting part about homebrewing is that you can pick and choose how you want your beer to taste depending on what you put into it. Okay. Um, when, going back to when you was younger, um, you drank, I'm sure, living in Wisconsin, what is there to do but drink beer and eat cheese? Um, <laughs> what was like the first beer you tasted at? You know, that kind of like fascinated you or you had like a taste for it. Like, oh, this is my go-to beer if I go to a bar or go to a fair or or anything like that. What was your first beer of choice? I would probably say Coors Light was the first one that kind of, you know, it was my, was one of the ones that I liked the taste of. Um, Now, I would say one of the ones that really got me into an appreciation for beer was probably the Blue Moon. Blue Moon beer, yeah, that's a really good beer. Um, that one, you if you're really looking for a decent beer that's easy to drink and it gets you an understand an understandment of you know what you know a good beer is, that's probably one of the better ones. Oh. Is there like you know because you know you see certain celebrities that make beers and the people that make beers, is there like some kind of talent for making beer? If like people wanted to make their own beer, is there something that they need to know about it or? No, if you can, if, <laughs> literally, if you can make macaroni and cheese, you can make beer. Wow, well, I'm seeing your little devices here. There's a little propane unit and a big uh, pot right here. I don't know if it's as simple as macaroni and cheese the way you say it, but um, elaborate to the people. Like, what do you mean? Like, the, the way I the way I do it's a little more advanced. Um, okay. The way I did start though was as simple as making macaroni and cheese. You basically go to the store, you buy a kit that has a concentrated uh, syrup, mm-hmm. malt syrup. That you you boil water, you pour the syrup in, and you uh, you ferment it with some yeast, and that's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Now, the way we're doing it here is that, yeah, there's a little more involved. I actually have to go and get the grains yeah. and crush them, and then right now what we're doing is we're doing a, a, uh, a sack rest, which extracts sugars out. So, yeah, there, this, this way is a little more involved. But this way you can actually get a better tasting beer. Now, not saying that the beer with the extract yeah. is bad. By f- no, not by any means is it bad. 
But uh, it definitely, this is a, a next level taste. So is there a difference? Because I remember like living in New York, going to stores where they say, they have like the boxes, like for the Christmas holidays, they'll say beer making kit, you know? Could you buy something like that and make a good quality beer? Yes, and that's actually what I started. Actually, if you look behind you, you yeah. can see the brown container back there. Yeah. That was the very first one I started on. Well, right now, behind me, he has a beer. It's like a Mr. Beer, beer Kit. Mr. Beer Kit, okay. That's the very first one I tried. I found it at a garage sale for five bucks. Yeah. And that's what got me started. Oh, okay. So you and then how much can somebody get that at the store for if they wanted to like? Honestly, I don't know what it. they go for right now. That's actually really reasonable. Um, it depends on where you're at, obviously. You know, in the United States, but uh, I want to say I saw that one for maybe twenty or thirty dollars, which is very reasonable. They, they give you everything you need mm -hmm. to make your first beer, and then to get the to to make more, yeah, you can go to any homebrew supply shop. Or yeah. uh, H H B S as we call it, <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, you just you can get the cans and you just like I said, you dump it in, you boil some water, and then you're good to go. It's it's really very simple, um, and I think that's what I think that's where everybody needs to start. Is start simple. You can make a really damn nice beer, yeah, and and go on from there if you want to. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, it makes really good beer either way. How do you acquire bottles? You just like I drink. Drink them. I talk to people. Um, I talk to people, and they uh, they'll hand them to you. You know, they have to be pry off ones, not twist off, because okay. you know there's certain things beyond that. So all types of bottles, you say, not the pry on bottles, though, right? Just, just yeah, different. just the uh, the, the it has to be the pry off bottles due to okay. the fact that it has to get the the tool that you use to to actually crimp the caps on. Mm -hmm. You have to have a nice seal. Because when your bottle conditioning, and we can go into further detail on what that actually means, um, you you can't have any air leak out. Okay. So, um, because it's, okay. So bottle conditioning is basically you put uh, after the 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 beer is done fermenting, mm -hmm. you you add more sugar to the mix, and then you put it in the bottles, and then the yeast will become active again, eat mm -hmm. that sugar, and since the yeast that, that releases the CO2 has no place to go, it goes back into the beer, and you have your uh, carbonated beer. Oh. With all the beer that you make, how many bottles can you ha can you have doing the whole beer? I would say if you're... Um, if you're doing the five-gallon batch like we're doing right now, mm -hmm. you need at least somewhere between, uh, I would say about 50 bottles. 50 bottles? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they recommend, they recommend uh, you know, 48, but I have found that um, when I'm making the beer, I, I need about 50. 50 um, Depending on what I do and how I, and how I ferment, how much liquid I use, yeah. um, it's anywhere between 50 to 55. But I would say 50 is a solid number. And this is beer that you drink all yourself? Do you, like, give them out? Or oh, yeah. I've given them out. Yeah. I drink them myself. Um, I, you know, it, it, you can have when you have a party, you know, or you yeah. have a wedding. You can make your own beer for a wedding. Yeah. You know, it just, it's basically you, you brew, you uh, share, and you enjoy it. Like, yeah. That's the whole model behind it. You know, you have to give out to other people and have them enjoy what you enjoy yeah. making. And what is it about beer making that, you know, there's people that have different passions for different things that almost like soothes the soul and also they have passions for doing things that they make a career out of it. What is it about beer making to you that makes you a very humble guy and makes you relax? Like, what is it about the process of it? Well, for one, you get to drink the beer. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um... 
But I think I think it has a lot to do with with my the way I think about things, and you know, I, I have an engineering background, and I, there's so much that goes into thinking about what grains you put here and what they do and how they taste, and then there's a lot of calculations behind it, which kind of gets my my engineering mind going. Yeah. How you can tweak stuff and do different things, and I think that's really what kind of attracted me to and kind of calms me with it and just gives me that that break that I like and you're an engineer yeah right yeah yes. by trade um is it is it something you found later on in life well you know by doing your regular nine to five type of job do you like consider having this something of a career like later on in life you think or since you're a family man it's kind of hard to like follow your dreams because the bill's got to be paid and you know Oh, you know, it's like, like, oh, I can't go to Hollywood to be an actor because, you know, i got family here. Like, is it something that you ever thought about down the line that this is something you might want to really do full time? You could, yes, and I could if I yeah. wanted to. Um, it, it would be sense right now at this point in my, my life that, yeah, I have a full time job and we have the kids that, have, yeah. you know, have to go to here or go there. It take a little slower process. Um but it, it's very achievable if you if you work at it. Um, it's not something one day you're going to wake up and be like, you know, F everything and I'm just going to start this. Yeah. You have to take small steps to proceed to that journey if you want yeah. to proceed something like that. And, yeah, I can do that at any time. And I enjoy it that much that, I yes, I could see myself doing that on a small scale. It wouldn't be, you know, like a big Miller Lite factory. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that... Uh, do small factories, what they call microbreweries, yeah. and they're they're listed as such because they only can make so many beers in a year. Yeah. Um, and so you can, you know, people can do that kind of thing, and then you'd have to go and sell your own. You'd have to go out to the stores and be your own salesperson, or you could, you know, you could have another partner. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be something big. I mean, as long as you're making your bills the way you were normally, I have see no reason why you can't do it. Yeah. Um. Does competition scare you, or you're not worried about everybody else? You're just doing what you want to do, and you're doing your own quality beer? Like, when you did the fair, um, did you feel intimidated, or did you feel upset that you didn't get first place, or you took that and just got the knowledge that what, what they say you needed to improve on your beer? Did you feel that? That's that's basically what it comes down to. I think in the, the whole homebrewing community, I think yeah. it's, it comes down to not being disappointed in what you make, because... You really can mess it up. I mean, you can if you have, uh, you know, an infection yeah. or bacteria in your beer. Um, but for the most part, it's really hard to mess up. And you usually can make a good beer, but there's always things you can improve on. So when I did the the, the, the competition, yeah, I got third place. You know, and yeah, I wish I would have got first. Everybody does. Yeah. But it, it, it keeps you humble and makes you understand on the things you have to improve on. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest learning that, you know, you can have is somebody critiquing your work so that you can make it better. Yeah. And I think with this, there is a lot of, a lot of uh, good people out there that want to help you make a really, really nice beer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the thing is, like, you know, you just take everything. You don't take it as criticism. You take this as, all right, this is what I can do to improve my beer. I'm drinking your beer right now. What, what kind of beer is this? This is just a regular IPA. Nothing special about it. It's just a really hoppy beer. Yeah, it has. It's not that strong. It's it's like a subtle taste when you yeah. get it. But everybody's palate is different. But it's really really good, man. Yeah, this one is uh, it's just your standard, very light drinking IPA. It's nothing like the one we're making right now is another IPA. But this one has a few extra things that should give it a nice 
smooth, um, almost silky taste to it. You know, most of the beers, like we were talking about, the yeah. Miller and Coors Light, they 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 don't have much taste to them. And yeah. they, this, you know, these other ones, you can really get a good flavor out of them and actually sit there and enjoy yeah. what you're drinking on a hot summer day after mowing the lawn or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do in the Midwest. They mow lawns. It's not like apartment <laughs> buildings where you could throw your garbage out in a compactor. You got to mow lawns. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it about the Midwest that you like about it? Because you know, I'm from the city. I'm a I'm a city guy. You know, mowing lawns and and uh, recyclables and and bugs and cicada bugs and 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 um, fairs and Taco Tuesdays and Fish Fry Fridays. This is all new to me, and I'm still getting used to it. Um, for a lot of people hear this, or they're from like the city. There's there's people, I guess, from the Midwest that hear this, though. But a lot of city people that hear this. What is it about the Midwest that you know you like about it? What is it? What does it do for your soul? What is you know you've been to the city visiting, but what is it? You lived in the Midwest all your life. What is it about the Midwest that you call home? Like, what is it you love about it? I, I think it's it's the calming atmosphere. It's the serenity of it all. You mm-hmm. know, you really you you know I can. Go on my back porch in the morning if I ever wanted to, and you know, have a cup of coffee and just watch nature be nature. Mm-hmm. I don't have anywhere to go, nothing to do. You know, if you, at least in my mind, if you wake up in the city, you kind of just, you know, you have to stay inside. Yeah. You know, to, to enjoy that cup of coffee. Now, yeah, you can, you know, some people have big, expensive places and they can go on a balcony. Yeah. But all you hear is noise. Here, I hear noise, but you hear it on a whole different level as in you know you hear the bugs you hear the, mm-hmm. the the birds waking up you hear the squirrels you know just rummaging around finding different things yeah um i, I think that that that's serene nature kind of calms me down yeah. i like that yeah you like the calmness of it I, I see and then like i think if you was living in the city you probably wouldn't be able to, to do this because you'll be working and you'll be coming home and it's just be kind of stressful on you you mm-hmm. know right now you're at that point you know where sometimes you know you work from home and you know you have time to do other things so i guess it's pretty you know it's quiet and it's not mundane but you have the concentration of doing like you know extracurricular activities like you're doing now so it's really good that you have that passion of making beer um you know beer is it a big part of the of the peterson family like is it something you got introduced to like you know i know you said you had beer when you was a teenager but um, it was just like, I guess, by everything came by accident, right? You just, when you was young, you was a teenager, oh, let's go drinking, oh, I like beer. But, like, was this always in the back of your mind? Like, hey, I want to be a beer maker? No. No? No, not, no, not like that? Or, no, I mean, like I said, when, it was, when we were younger, it was just all about yeah. having fun, getting drunk, <laughs> and having, you know, having fun while we are doing it, you know, having parties, playing pool, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It was nothing too crazy. Um... But yeah, this was the farthest thing from my mind. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's as you get older, you you grow an appreciation for different things, and this is one that kind of came upon me all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of a lot of beers out there. I'm sure you tried not every single beer, but you tried the majority of them. The big in the Midwest is what Miller Lite, MGD, right? That's those are really big in the Midwest. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. Um. What well, Line and Kugels, which is a big brand out here in the Midwest. The um, one that started, I think, for Milwaukee. I, I believe it's called Schlitz beer. Um, Schlitz beer. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, that's the name of the beer. Um. It's just a, your standard regular beer, just like any Miller Lite. But that was the one that kind of made. Is that still in existence now? Schlitz? Yes. Yeah. I believe it is. Okay. Um. It, people don't really like it that much, mm-hmm. but uh, it is. You can still get it. 
Uh, all right, uh, check out Schlitz beer. I have no, I never heard of it myself, but I'm sure you can probably get it out there. Or just look it up online to see. Um, there was a, uh, a beer in the city of New York. It was called Schaefer beer. I remember that. It was. I was younger though, so I didn't really try it. I just remember the logo. Um, I think it was done by Budweiser Company, the Anheuser Busch. Um, there's also um, like, what is your stance on like fruity beer i like to say fruity beer i don't mean that by any disrespect but like you know beers with fruit flavors like strawberry beer um pumpkin ale and pear beers is there ever something you ever thought about doing yourself like a yeah i mean it takes a little bit to to kind of perfect a recipe um but yeah the fruit beers are fantastic i mean you can get the fruit beer taste out of just about anything um the hops that you put into the beer can, can lend all sorts of different uh, stone fruits, which mm-hmm. is like cherries and apricots and stuff like that, yeah. or watermelon. Mm-hmm. But that's just the underlying, you know, taste of the beer. Um, I have yet to do a beer that I literally put like peaches in or something in okay. the fermentation. Um, that takes more work, though. That right? does take do. a little bit more work. You have to once the beer is done fermenting, you have to then put it into a secondary fermenter. And depending on how you calculate it out, you can put like 10 pounds of peaches, say, in the beer. And you can have a really, really nice peach beer with the hops and everything. And wow. All that. Um, I would love to try one of those. Um, it takes a little bit of effort to make sure that you get it just right. But, I mean, like I said, it's hard to mess up. Yeah. If you do mess up, you know, hey, you don't have as much, say, peach flavor. You have too much peach flavor, and, yeah, you kind of got to baby it, baby sip it. Yeah. So what? I mean, you just drink it to drink it. Yeah. Oh man, but I'm saying it's just it's just so weird because like with beers, you know, you could pretty much do anything with beers, like you know, um, fruits, like you were saying, adding fruits to it. But you know, I don't know, like the Midwest, it's like too manly to drink a strawberry beer or a pear beer. But you know, um, in the city, it's pretty big because a lot of people love different, t- you know, different types of tastes of beer, especially like you know, strawberry beer. I had a and what was it, the restaurant? It was, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the restaurant I had. But I had, um, you know, they paired the burgers with the beer. Mm-hmm. So I had, um, I think, some kind of potato chip bacon type burger. And it came with a pineapple beer. And the taste meshed really well together. But aside from the taste with the burger, the pineapple beer had a really fruity taste. And you really didn't have that much, like, to me, you didn't really taste that, um, that much alcohol. So when you do, like, a fruity beer, it does... The fruit have to come in more than the hoppy taste of the beer? Like, it has to be more fruit than beer? Or? It depends on the beer that you're making, but usually when you do a fruit beer, you want that fruit to be... You want that to stand out. You, okay. you want that... The, you know, if you smell the beer, you want that to be the smell. If you, As soon as you take a sip, you want that to be the first thing you taste. And then all this other things that you put into the beer need to come after that. You know, little subtleties on your tongue and, and when you obviously are done sip, you know, taking that sip, it, you know, things should stay around and, and stay on your on your tongue. Um, but there's all sorts of different fruit beers. I mean, there's, you know, there with any different uh, type of beer, yeah. you, uh, you can have fruit in it. It doesn't matter whether it's a it's a light beer or it's a dark beer. I mean, there's a I try I did try a blueberry uh, stout. Wow, blueberry! How yeah. was that? It was actually really good. Um, uh, <laughs> I would almost say it was if it didn't have the roasty roastiness of the stout, it would mm-hmm. have almost tasted like uh, blueberry pancakes. Oh my god, that sounds good. Um, 
you know, it was a very interesting beer. I There was so much to it and so much going on that I don't know if you could fully appreciate every little subtlety that it had to offer unless you really sat there and analyzed it on your tongue, little sips by little sips. But by far, it was a phenomenal beer. You ever thought about, because there's a lot of people that do that, putting out your beer making techniques on YouTube? Because um, a lot of people who do things by accident. I wouldn't even say by accident. Sometimes a lot of them are premeditated. Um, there's people who do social commentary on YouTube and they have millions of followers just because people want to hear their opinion on movies or people or Donald Trump or everything that's going on in the world. Have you ever thought about just having a video and just doing a video or just like doing a video on YouTube so people can see how you do beer because you never know who might watch you, who, who you might reach? Like, you ever thought about doing that? Something yeah, like yeah. That? There, there's a lot. There's actually quite a few homebrewers out there right now. Now, they don't have big numbers on their YouTube channels, but it, it's 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 a smaller group of people that do this, though, too. You have to realize yeah. that. And it's a, it's a community. Um, but, yeah, it would be cool to, to, to put out a video and just kind of show what I do. Yeah. Because there's a lot of videos that I watch on how, you know, there's there's a few guys that I, I watch that do this and just trying to get ideas from them. Mm-hmm. and you know they do they do the brewing days where they show their whole brewing day and then they do tasting videos yeah and then they just uh they do random beer buy videos too that they'll go out to the store and they'll see a beer you know a single beer and they'll go buy it and they'll do a review on it be like wow it's a really nice beer or it's that's eh, all right yeah um but usually when you find them in the store they're gonna be pretty good <laughs> <laughs> usually if they got to that point they perfected their recipe well enough but yeah it's it's something that's definitely crossed my mind i would i would feel that i would have to get a little better equipment um video wise yeah uh, just to make sure that my video quality is up to par um, okay. i just don't want to shoot stuff with a phone camera yeah i would feel kind of weird true but you think about it everybody started off that way you're you know right. what i'm saying you're you know right. you don't have to have million dollar equipment to just put something out there you know people make movies with their phone so it could be done you yeah know? and i will I, I i hope to eventually do that um I would have to definitely get a nice little setup here in, in the garage that I'm currently sitting in. <laughs> um, um, isn't it like hard? Like I know, like I said before, you're a family man and there's things, you know, that have to come first before you even start doing a beer. But um, is there times where like, you know, like I know you, you relish those alone times that you have because there's almost times for you to get focused. Um, um, is, it, is it something where... Like this is this is the garage, like you say now, but this is sort of like your own like little makeshift man cave. Is it is it something where you can do this without interruptions? Like you know, like right now you, you're doing this and the wife is not home or whatever, but you need to be alone to do this, or could you do this with people still here? Like, oh, I could do it? this for the most part. You could do this while people are still here. Like right now, we're waiting for ninety minutes. Yeah, and we're not doing much. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's been times where I've made beer and I've, I've let it sit for 90 minutes and I go mow the lawn. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what they do here. They mow the lawn. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And it does take me 90 minutes to mow my lawn. So, you know, it's, it's a good pairing right there. You know, if if you have something to do, you want to say, Hey man, I got to clean the kitchen today. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I want to do dishes or something while I'm doing this. You, you, you pour in the grains, you let it sit for the 90 minutes and you go do something else. So you watch a movie or you, you, you know, you you have some friends over or whatever. I mean, you could do it any time. Um, as long as, you know, you're not doing anything that the wife's going to yell at you. 
<laughs> also, you also go to the gym too in your spare time, and, yeah, you know, besides yeah. working and stuff, you know? And that's another stress reliever, I guess, too, from the just the days of dealing with people at work, because everybody, you know, everybody's got those people at work that, you know, kind of frustrate you, and yeah. kind of just yeah. kind of de-stress yourself a little bit sometimes. Yeah. yeah, you know, you have that one person at work that gets paid for doing nothing, or <laughs> you feel like you do more work than him. I was in that situation, too, so it was like, you know, you have one guy at work who probably does one thing out of the whole day, and then, you know, you're pretty much doing everything, and, you, you know... He's probably getting like a dollar or two more than you, but he ain't pretty much doing shit. So he's like, "What the fuck?" You know. But uh, I'm, I, dig- I'm, I digress. Going back to those are the people. Yeah. Are, what comes on goes around for those people. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. But um, coming on to this, um, is um, where do you see yourself? Um, let's say a year from now, like, do you see yourself still doing this, or do you see yourself going at a different level, or still at the same pace you're going now? I think at a different level. Um, you know. It would be nice to to get a, a few different pieces of equipment to make you know make it a little easier, but I also think the fact to to up the level as how I present the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to do more competitions. They are fun um, because there's really not much to them. It's not like you know other competitions where you have all this stress of of making sure you know everything's right and. You know, it's just very stressful. This is, it's very calming. Yeah. And, you know, if, hey, if, if all of a sudden your beer comes out and it's like, oh, that's not exactly what I wanted, so what? You just skip that competition because most of the time it doesn't cost you more than five bucks to, to join the competition. Wow. That's amazing. And, and, and either way, even if it doesn't, like, you know, if something doesn't turn around, it, it, it could be the simplest thing. Like, it just didn't turn out as clear as you wanted. Yeah. It still tastes great, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's not going to win anything. Yeah. Any names you have? You know, we were just joking about A A E. You know, beer. We were just joking about different names. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're not even thinking about logos or whatever yet because you just don't. You're just focusing on making the beer. But have you thought about it? Like later, like in the long run, of like names or like logos or anything you. Uh, not logos, but I, I you know. Uh, my last name is Peterson, so I mean, yeah. the only thing that I could think of, but I would really have to perfect it. Because uh, I haven't, I haven't made too many porter beers, but it was Peterson's porters and more. Peterson's porters and mores. Yeah, and more, just more. Peter, P- Peterson's porters and more. Okay, yeah, it's almost like a tongue twister. Beer. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of catchy. Yeah. Because you know it kind of rhymes, and you know I'm not just going to be doing just you know porter beers. I'm going to be doing all sorts of different beers. But you know I would love to focus on porter beers because they are very very. Good. For people out there, what is what are porter beers? Porter beers are. It's a combination between, at least in my opinion. Now, there's a lot of, uh, in my opinions, in beer making. <laughs> okay. There is there is a booklet that tells you what they they think a beer should be. But in yeah. my opinion, uh, a porter is kind of a mix between a uh, a stout and a uh, sort of a hop beer. Okay, so it's like a syrupy hop almost. No, no, it, it's a it it's a has a, it's a dark beer. Okay. But it, the hops are more pronounced in a porter. Okay. You know, you still have that roasty, sugary malt goodness that you would get from a stout from a dark beer. Yeah, yeah. But you have hops that are really in your face. What do you compare it to? Not a Guinness, though, is it not? Like no, a Guinness no, Guinness, Guinness. I would Guinness is a full fledged stout. stout. Yeah. So what, like, what, what kind of beer, like, people could relate that to, like, what you're saying? There right isn't. Now? There isn't a beer. There's oh, so this is something like your own concept. No, no, this is a, porters are a beer. Oh, but is there but a particular brand? There's not. There's not a whole lot of people that brand it. You know that at, there's porters aren't a big beer, like yeah. a well-known beer that everybody loves to drink. Okay. Because they are a kind of a hybrid version. 
of the two different styles. Um, I have yet to find one that uh, really does a well job, a uh, good job. Mm -hmm. I would think the closest um, is Sierra Nevada's Porter. Sierra Nevada's um, Torpedo. No, no, not the Torpedo, but oh. they're actually it's called Sierra Nevada Porter. All right, and that's one of the bigger brand names that people will probably can find yeah. and try as a as a porter. Oh, okay. All right, I never even heard of that. But don't worry, it happens. You know, the phone call rings and all that. It happens. <laughs> you always so. got to keep the phone on. You never know when someone, <laughs> you know, someone's going to break a leg. Yeah, especially know. on a Saturday in Wisconsin. You never know. <laughs> someone doing something crazy. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, but that's 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 something good to you know to look into, like, and especially you know for the porter beer. You know, that's I never really heard of that. So yeah, it's an interesting yeah. beer. It's 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 not. Uh, it's not your average beer by any means. Um, like I said, it's a mix between two different styles, at least what I think is two different styles, and kind of melds them together to become a, it's a very nice beer. Yeah. What do you think, you know, being in the Midwest, and I always like to mention the city because I'm from the city, um, what do you think people in cities, Milwaukee, you know, the Midwest, country areas, what beer does everybody relate to, in your opinion, all around? Like, what is a universal beer that everybody, like, drinks? And everybody oh, you know what those are. Those are the Miller Lights and the yeah. Coors Lights and the Budweiser. Yeah. And but to be, to be honest, though, like, MGD and Miller Lights are really big in Milwaukee, big in the Midwest. But in the city, it's not really everybody drinks Budweiser and Heineken's. But here, it's like, it, it, it's sort of different because it's more Miller Lite, MGD... You know, I, I don't know what it is, but do you think there's something that everybody can relate to? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure, because even in New York, a lot of people don't drink MGDs at all. They're like, what the hell is that? Or there's older people that do drink it, but, you know, it's not something like, oh, you know, MGD is promoted out there. Everything is like Corona and Heineken and, you know, the, I, I, I wouldn't want to say the popular beer, but those beers are well known in the city. But is, do you think there's a beer that's like universally everywhere known? Like, I guess, oh, I think I just answered my own question. It probably would be Budweiser, but probably be. Okay. I would probably say Budweiser or Coors Light, since you know those those ones uh, like Coors Light has been you know a trademark in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Do you remember the Bud Bowls when they had the little yeah. claymation beers? Bud Bowl One, Bud Bowl Two. Yeah, Bud Light, Budweiser. Yeah, those are like the most popular beers out there. Yeah, and that's and and they're brewed that way for a reason. Um, to, to be very easy on the palate so yeah. that they can sell just a ton of them. Yeah, because um, not everybody could drink IPA. That's so, so, sort of well, like an acquired taste. Though, it because, is an acquired taste, and you have yeah. to have an appreciation. And that's why I say the, you know, the home brewing uh, community and even the microbrewing community, is it, it's small because of the fact that you have to have an appreciation for the beer that you're drinking. Yeah. You know, I think with those large manufacturers, it's, it's got a lot to do with just pure profit. Just yeah. crank it out. Everybody's gonna, you know, it's a it's a, a balanced beer yeah. that everybody is gonna like because it's there's really no taste to it. It's yeah. just give that effect of the alcohol. <laughs> there is no alcohol taste, but you get that effect of you know the you know of the alcohol and what it does. Yeah. And my final question to you: This is the question I ask everybody, from Chris Gore to to Richard Bay to everybody. I'm gonna ask you this. It's kind of weird me asking you this, but. Um, my final question to you is, what would the Adam Peterson of today tell the Adam Peterson of yesterday? Wow, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, 
Probably to stop being such a knucklehead all the time. <laughs> you consider yourself a knucklehead? <laughs> knucklehead. Because when I was when I was younger, I was you know I was pretty uh, I was pretty knuckleheadish. You know I was yeah. I was goofing off all the time, and you know there's a lot of things that that I could have done that could have uh, probably accelerated what I did a little bit faster. You know mm-hmm. I, I did really well. I you know I am doing really well. Yeah. But I think if I were to have uh, focused a little bit better and not just um, skated because yeah. I knew where I was going. Yeah. I skated a little bit and kind of just slacked off. Yeah. I would have probably gone and, you know, I could have been where I am sooner. Yeah. So what would you tell yourself? Like, you saw yourself. What would you tell yourself? Like, if you was a counselor, like, young Adam, what you would, what you, what, what you would tell young Adam now? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one for good philosophy. Um, yeah. Or, or being, you know, motivative, yeah. but uh, I would just, you know, I, I, there's no, there's no way of telling myself <laughs> because I knew what I was like. There's, there would be no telling me what to do. Yeah, because you wouldn't listen. Right? I wouldn't have listened. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have been like, you get out of here. You know what? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> After all the questions, this is the first where it's always like, I don't know what I would tell myself. <laughs> I would have no idea what to tell myself because <laughs> I, I guarantee you, my younger self wouldn't have listened. Oh, you would have been, I would have been, you're full of shit, there's yeah. no way I'm going to do this, yeah. you know, I'll do what I want on my own time. Yeah. It's almost like Back to the Future 2 where Biff gave Biff the book of the future and he didn't really listen. He's like, look, just take this and, 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 and you know, it's going to help you out later on in life, whatever, you know, it's yeah. almost like that. Biff whatever, old man. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> Adam, man, thank you very much, man. Thank you for giving me your time, man. This is cool, man. We're just doing beer, and um, I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.